We're at Germany's mega art event Documenta 15, this time on Culturefile, to meet another one of the collective of collectives assembled to steer this one of the world's biggest art shows. The Hannah Arendt Artivism Institute, or INSTAR, was founded in Cuba in 2015 by the artist Tanya Bruguera to highlight Cuban artists censored and silenced by the regime. INSTAR's zone at Documenta 15 involves a 100-day-long rotating program of ex exhibitions, lectures, workshops, cookouts and gigs featuring Cuban jazz, hip-hop and rave. A busy spot at which Culture File found Tanya Bruguera at work. Hi, my name is Tanya Bruguera. I'm an artist and activist from Cuba. You're working at the moment. You're at the T-shirt stall. No, we wonder, is this for donations? But we are waiting for the concert after the film is a concert, so... Who's playing? Uh, it's playing uh, DJ uh, Wichi de Vedado and uh, Davide Omni and uh, a very, very good uh, trumpet player uh, called Gasek. Uh, He's an amazing trumpet player, yeah. I'll hang on for that then. We are right now at the Documenta Halle, which is one of the, I don't know, maybe 30 venues <laughs> this Documenta has to show contemporary art. And our work coming from INSTAR, the Institute of Artivism Hannah Arendt, um, is being shown. So tell us about how the Institute got its name. <laughs> well, it names uh, came out of uh, a performance I did in, um, inspired by an interrogation session. It sounds more glamorous than it really was. Um, because in one of the interrogation sessions I had, the interrogator had to learn who one of the references of my work was. And it was quite comical to be in the middle of an interrogation session and the interrogator is reciting Wikipedia by heart. So basically, I, I, was, I was saying, oh, maybe I have a, a kind of pedagogical moment here and maybe I should do this again. And then I decided to read the book by Hannah Arendt, uh, The Origin of Totalitarianism, with the hope that at least they, ha they can read at least a page or, or two paragraphs, you know, so they learn something um, for the next interrogation. We didn't want to do a kind of pathetic, pretending you are in Cuba situation. We wanted to acknowledge that you were not in Cuba and also that you don't know anything about Cuba. And the f what we want to bring in this work is not so much what you're going to learn through the work, but what you're going to know is that you don't know it. And you have to do your job as an audience. It's not going to be a pedagogical, uh, paternalist artwork. It's going to be one artwork that, that shows you you're missing and you will always miss something. When you first enter the Instar uh, Pavilion, it's not really a pavilion, it's more like a zone, but you, you come across some, a, a room full of masks and faces and some areas to sit and watch. Tell, tell us whose work is that and what's going on. Well, that is a permanent room 
that we have created, we changed the, the, the other two rooms and the, on the each side every 10 days. But this one is a permanent room. As you say, it's almost like a waiting room or a conversation place or a place where you can get an interrogation, you know. And here I want people to understand not what happened, but how we feel. And in this case, it's about how we feel about censorship, about being erased of the history, and about how hard it was to create the list of 200, more than 260 artists who have been censored over the 60 years of revolution. We want people to feel, to feel in our rooms. In this case, this mask make you are a little creepy, to be honest. And I feel that this is how we feel, the artists who are censored. We become creepy people because nobody wants to talk to you. I actually had this experience. A person who studied with me, who was a colleague, artist, one day cross, uh, was walking across the, the street not to say hello to me. I think in other venues big like this and other documentas, you see always this kind of tension or competition between the artists. Here is all collaboration, it's all like, I mean, we were cooking at Brito's kitchen, and then we're going to do something with Eric Bertran, printing shop, and then other people are using our space to give lectures. And in part is because we all have the same um, interests. You know, we are artists and activists, and I think we speak the same language. Is it possible to get away from all of those things that are the sort of the architecture of the art world and, and, and you know, they're like the communication, the travel system that artists use? It, you know, this feels like it's an attempt to sidestep it and you, you speak quite positively. Is it possible that that is a, a lasting change? For sure is the right venue to try it because the impact Documenta has and the way in which Documenta sets a trend usually and you can see it already i mean the the turner prize last year was all uh, all the selections all the selected people were collectives and so and also you see all the museums already trying to think how to have artists longer time processes involved in the exhibition i actually received an invitation of a museum in germany while I'm being here, and they understood that it's not about rushing and producing and showing, it's about process. And they say, okay, we have one year to do this in the public, you know. And, and I think I'm not sure that everybody will, will follow this idea, it's not for everybody. And I think we need to have diverse diversity in museums. I think we have, we need the Met. And we need Tate Modern, but also we need institutions who do this. The problem sometimes in the arts is people feel uh, named or accused when we are trying to bring new ways, not saying the other ones are not good. We're saying, oh, and we can add this one, no? As a methodology. To change society, you cannot do it with only one event. It has to be a persistent and a serious hammering of reality every day, you know?
Tanya Bruguera there at this year's Documenta 15 in Kassel, Germany. And for an extended version of that interview, tune in on Saturday tea time for the Culture File Weekly here on RTE Lyric FM.